0: Welcome to another episode of Fast Women. I'm Eileen. And I am Nicole. And today, Nicole, I have to ask you, yes. because this is this, it's been a few days since you and I chatted. <laughs> yes. Like like earnestly. Like, like obviously we text all the time, but earnestly <laughs> chatted. Yes. Have you yet to adjust to the Eastern time zone?
1: I feel like last night was the first night that I went to bed and didn't wake up until it was time to wake up. That I was like half awake, half asleep, half awake, half
0: asleep all night long. And how long has it been since you were in Korea? I don't even remember. It was a week ago. It was
1: just over a week. It was like a week and one night, I guess. A week and one day. I just couldn't seem to get like I would fall asleep. And then two hours later, my body's like, time to get up. I'm like, no, it's not. Shh, go back to bed. It's 1 a.m. I just could not. (laughs) I could not get into a groove. I think I got just messed up enough by going, what is it? 15 hours off? 14 hours. 14 14 hours hours off. You're Mm -hmm. just like, you never actually switch. 14 hours in that tiny that short time frame we were there but it is enough to seriously mess with you when your body thinks you should be sleeping and it is literally the middle of the day it takes your body some time to figure out what the heck is going on
0: yeah i i think last night was the first night i have slept through the mm-hmm. night and like got up at 4 30 this morning but like i went to bed at i want to say like 10 o'clock last night yeah. and i was like out but i also in the interim like i went to france So i went like the other direction in the weirdest possible way mm-hmm. and like i was in france and didn't know who i was like there was a point where i was sitting at the presentation and i was like do not blink or you'll fall asleep right? oh, and it wasn't the because the presentation feeling. was dull but like i was just like okay okay, I need, I just need to get through this. I
1: just need to get through this. I have had,
0: I have drunk so much
1: coffee because the afternoons I keep wanting to fall asleep. I'm like, why? I'm like sitting at my desk. It's like, I'm in high school all over again. You know, you're trying to stay awake in a class and then your head, you're like trying to hold up your head with one hand. And then all of a sudden you're like, blam! And your head like, it's the desk. <laughs> I was so in danger. I'm typing and I'm like, my head's just going to fall forward and hit my own keyboard. I was just not, I drank a lot of coffee. Like our next trip, we really need to find another coffee shop because I have gone
0: through a lot of my coffee supply. <laughs> I will say I spent most of Saturday sleeping on and off. Like yeah. I it was the first day I've had to like relax. And I, I, I slept through most of Saturday. I was not good company on Saturday. That's the dog easy. definitely noticed. The dog was, was like, like, where like- are you? You're MIA. Take care of me. At one point I was, I was back in bed sleeping. Cause like I went to go put laundry away and I fell asleep and the dog came over and like put his paw on me. Like, excuse me, are you going to wake up and play with me anytime soon? <laughs> if not, I'm going to go back downstairs. But yeah. if you are, per, if there's a chance. I would out. just like to recognize that I will, I am willing to hang out. And I was like, you can go downstairs. Go away. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I love you. Go All away. Right. <laughs> I love you, but no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So, okay. So we're back. We're back. Yeah. I just have to say that. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed our trip in Korea. Like I keep thinking about it and I'm like it was so interesting and I I know we talked about this on the last episode but like we did. I just really was so fascinated by the Korean culture and Like, I know that you talked about you want to go back with your husband and, like, explore some and explore more. And I feel like you have to do, like, two weeks there to really get to know the city, even though we kind of got to know the city. Well,
1: and also, honestly, for the time change, so that you're not half asleep through most of the time that you're there, you need to spend a couple of weeks. And it's such a long flight. Like, why? Like, if you're vacationing, my gosh, you're traveling 15 hours on a plane. Spend some time once you get there. But, um, yeah, I found it a very intriguing city. I know I've been thinking about it, too, and missing a lot of it. I thought I really wasn't there for that long, but it was just... uh, I don't know. I just really like the place, Eileen. It's on my top. It's like one of my top places of all the very many places we both visited. That's definitely at the top of my list is someplace that
0: I would go back in a heartbeat and would love to just visit. So I have a question for you, Nicole. You and I have never like long hauled flight together. Like we no. always have different flights. Yeah, we're always so, different flights. So are you a change on the plane person Like for a long, long haul flight or you. I I feel like I know this answer because I just know you. The flight to Korea was like, what, 16, 18 hours? Yeah. Do you change for the flight? Do you arrive in what you came with? Do you change immediately after the flight? How do you what is your wardrobe situation? If My long haul flight dumps me in the city in which I'm arriving in the evening.
1: Then those are the clothes I'm in until I get to the hotel and I change in my jammies and I go to bed. If it brings me to the place I am arriving at and I am arriving in the morning, then I will change when I get to the hotel. Okay, I don't change fair in the enough. flight. I spend, whatever I arrive at the airport in is what I will be leaving the airport in, except to take out my contacts and put on my glasses. That's my one <laughs> Mister Rogers swap moment.
0: <laughs> so now, do you do you dress down for flight? Like, do you dress in comfy clothes? Or are you wearing like your jean shirt cardigan like you always do? I my what my <laughs> Je- your jean shirt cardigan like you always do, do <laughs> or jacket? You have a light jacket. I have a jacket. I'm I'll a. Jacket. I'm a ba- I
1: normally bring a blazer because then because if I have a blazer and it's cold. I can throw the blazer on and if it's not cold, I can fold it up and shove it in one of the cubbies and it's enough to shut. It's not like big and bulky and you can shove it in the cubby. So I normally have jeans, comfy shoes and a comfy shirt and a blazer. Yeah, that's okay. my uniform. What, do you change? Are you doing like a wardrobe change like you're performing like you're Britney Spears or something? Wardrobe <laughs>
0: change. Yes, I often change into a crop top and snake print tight leather pants. For you ride in the song in the, the sparkly bikini? <laughs> yes, and yeah. yes, okay. yes. Madonna Givenchy outfit is exactly where I'm at for every flight uh, I'm on. As it I wasn't a Palm expected. Springs, babes. <laughs> um, no, so <laughs> I can't even imagine that. Uh, so no, so I am, I am not, I, I will dress in like joggers and like, a shirt and like a sweatshirt for the flight like I will get comfortable but I won't be like but I will change like you said like if it's a morning flight um, I will change when I get to the hotel uh, if it's an afternoon or an evening flight I will change when I get to the hotel as well but I will say this there are have been flights where I have extended connections like like a six hour connection or a 10 hour connection I'm gonna leave I will bring clothes to change into in the airport. Like, even if it's oh. just, like, a fresh, like, a lot of times I'll bring, like, if it's in Europe and it's going to be in the spring or summer or fall, I will bring a dress. So I can just, like, th- like a dress, like, I have a really cute dress from Colombia that, like, doesn't really wrinkle. And so I'll, like, throw that in my bag and I'll get out and I'll, like... I'm going to call it a whore bath. I know that's not what it's traditionally called. And I don't know what else to call it. But I like whore bath where you like wash all the essentials in the sink in in the airport. And then I'll put on the dress and then I might leave the airport. Or like if I've got an extended layover and I'm going to like a connecting city and it's I'll get there like not first thing in the morning. I'll like do that.
1: Well, I I have I've done I've had like some really long layovers and a couple that were really wonky this fall and I had like a 14 hour layover in Amsterdam. I just, again, it was just what I had flown to Amsterdam in is what I wore around Amsterdam until I got myself to where I was going until I got to Budapest. But I do, um, do I ever, I do, if I have a long enough layover between flights, like, you know, you land at some someplace at like 6am and then say your next flight isn't until like 10 or something like you have a little, uh-huh. I, I do utilize the showers in the Delta sky club. Cause that's amazing. Cause then you take a full shower, you have fluffy pillows, get shampoo and everything you shower and then you come out you're like ah you arrive at the sky club looking bedraggled and tired and you leave the sky club looking refreshed
0: <laughs> the the sky club showers are where it's at for they sure are. like i've got i've got a layover coming at jfk and i was like oh i can like shower when i get back So i'll have like three hours in between like clearing customs and my mm-hmm. next flight and as long as they don't do to me like the dirty like they did last time i went through jfk security i'll actually yeah. have time between flights Which would be lovely. Like, let's try that. But I will say this. So speaking of comfortable, like we have, when we travel, like you always travel with essentials, like you travel with your day clothes, you travel with your dinner clothes, like you and I have to change for dinner and do all this sort of stuff and be more fancy schmancy formal. But I will say when we were in doing the EV6 drive, you gave me a pair of pajamas. I did. That, oh my that God, were from Mellow. They're from Hello Mellow. They're called, I have the, I have the tag here. That I was going to say so. she does have a they're, little tag in her hand. They're Cuddle Blend Lounge Joggers. And it's a snuggle worthy softness. Now I was like, okay, these are gonna be super cozy. Can I tell you, these things have gone all around the freaking world with me. Oh my God. They, they are, are so comfortable. So this was, They're this, amazing. This, I don't just typically give
1: Eileen pajamas, just so you know. But it was something that <laughs> someone said, hey, you guys, you travel a lot. Would you try these pajamas? So we're like, okay. Yeah, we were, we were gifted. Right. We were hashtag gifted these. Has I to give try to out pajamas. And so we tried them. And <laughs> Okay, I'll fess up. So that shirt, it, which has some yes. hole thing so you can put your thumbs mm-hmm. so the sleeves don't. Run out. I did have one day where I was like, I had no clean laundry. I was like, oh my God, what am I? I just gotten home. I'm like, this is the shirt I'm wearing all day. And today it is just a sweatshirt. And I wore it the whole day. <laughs> I was it's home. It's so bad. <laughs> it was really they're comfy. super cozy. Because like super they're, cozy. They're really light. Like they're like loungewear, but mm-hmm. they're not heavy. So they're nice and light and comfy. They're, they're like, they would be great on a long haul flight. Because no one would, would know be. you were wearing pajamas because they kind of just look like cutesy little joggers in a sweatshirt, sort of. They're really cute, but they're so comfy. And they come in the cutest packaging.
0: Your little shirt and the little pants are like in this little drawstring bag. It's super It reminds cute. me of like the Crown Royal Liquor Bag, but nicer. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I like I just I wore them and the other thing is like I always struggle. Like when I get to the airport, we just let me fly to California. We've been up for nine hours, 10 hours yeah. by the time we get to California. And then I'm like, I don't want to wear my all day clothes because I'm sweaty. And like, then I don't want to change for dinner quite yet. And I don't want to like have another set of clothes. So sometimes I'll just like wear my pajamas in the interim. Yep, I've done but that. like, I, but then also like when you answer the door for somebody, you're always like, there's a lot of times when we sleep in just a robe. Like there's sometimes you're like, this is, this is the way this trip has ended up. I am just in a robe. There's a lot of times I don't want to open the door, especially if there's colleagues <laughs> like in just a robe and and you're never quite sure how the robe's gonna fit because they're all different but that's a whole different story why do they sometimes make robes like i I feel like
1: they they don't make them for men that are broad-shouldered or women who actually have a chest because you go to it's like this is like this is risque i can't even No, they don't properly close across your chest so then you have to if you answer the door you're doing that like oh wait i must cover myself because you're not it doesn't wrap around you
0: I at one point shoved a towel like a cravat <laughs> in between the two things of of a robe to answer the door, um, and then also like I don't like the hotel personnel. Like I know hotel people see things, but like yes. they don't need to be seeing my things. Correct. That's the way I feel about it. So I like, can see pajamas, someone else's things. I would like right. to keep my things to myself. Right, and so like the Hello Mello pajamas have just been amazing like i will wear them until they physically give out they have been so comfy and so if you do travel especially when you travel to locations that are oh god like when you're in a location and you're like, it's hot outside, but it's cool at night, like the mountains, like when we go to Arizona in a few yep. weeks or when you're in Palm Springs or in California and you're like your hotel room starts out freezing cold and then it gets very hot during the day and then the air conditioning shuts off while you're not there. And then, you know, you don't move at night. So then the heat and the air conditioning shut off and your room's got like the worst case of menopause ever. And you're just <laughs> trying to like regulate yourself enough that you cannot be up all night. Like yep. these are the perfect pajamas for that. I actually I'm flying out tomorrow and my next 10 days are...
1: San Diego, Orlando, Palm Springs, San Francisco, and I think I got the order of operations right. And I'm bringing those jammies with me.
0: <laughs> they're they're amazing. Like I I literally folded them last night when I just doing my laundry, and I was like, oh, these are the travel jammies. Like so they're they're fantastic. And and I we're not getting paid anything to talk. No, about we these, just, but I have genuinely loved you wearing them, I will continue to love wearing the snuggle worthy softness in to all the places on points on earth where I don't snuggle because I am alone in bed, but should (laughs) I bring my husband with me? I'm sure he would find that they are snuggle worthy as well. Um, hello, mellow branded, uh, let me read here. Cuddle blend lounge joggers and associated. They're really wonderful. They're fantastic for travel. So, I have to ask, did you buy anything in Korea besides your snail mask? Did you buy any essentials, travel since you forget anything when you went to Korea? I, d- I did not. I remembered everything. I was kind of happy with myself.
1: Normally, especially if I'm traveling to Europe, there's something I've forgotten. I'm like, oh, crud. And then I spend forever trying to find it. Um, I did not forget anything. I just bought my K Beauty products and I bought um a couple things for my girlies they're not really little girls they're teenagers but I bought them I don't even know what the character was but you know they all these cutesy little things like everything's cute all these cute little anime type things in Korea like the k-pop things k-pop it's really cute and fun they have little anime stuff. so it was called they're called blind boxes do you know what these are so I have no idea what you're talking about okay so they're collectible things and like they do them for everything it could be star wars it could be Pokemon. It could be cars, whatever. But anyway, it's a box and they're normally small, like they're a couple inches. And inside there's something, a figure, a stuffed animal, whatever. You know, there's a series of say 10 of them, but you don't know which one is in your box, hence blind box. And you buy Ah. it and then you open it up and you see which one you get. So you could end up buying five and get five different characters. You could get five and technically get all the same thing. So these are really cute ones. So I got two little blind box things of some that there are very many stores for that I never, I don't know what the character is, but they had all sorts of stuff, like stuffed animals and stuff for little kids and stuff for your car and stuff for everything. I got two little blind box things for my kids.
0: That's it. I held back. I bought nothing. Yeah. What about you? I bought a steamer, a personal steamer with an EU adapter plug, <laughs> which is so on brand for me. It's just insane. Like, I'm so excited about my pink little steamer um, that it will be traveling <laughs> all over the world with me. And I have one for the US like I have. it And it's a different brand. The brand that I bought in uh, Korea is is Cuckoo. Uh, the, I don't know what the brand is here. I bought it off of Amazon, but it's it's amazing. And I, I because I don't like I don't care for ironing unless i have to and the steamer just makes it easier but also can we talk about the steamers the closet steamers in our room did oh you use God. yours i didn't i tried to use mine and i said
1: it i said it and then it just beeped at me and i'm like shoot that's not right so then i tried to set it again and it refused I, I it was because it wasn't it's not that it doesn't work it was that i don't speak korean as i'm trying to figure out the buttons like okay this turns it on this is a setting. It needs more buttons. There's lots of things and very many characters that I can't read. So I didn't. Did you get yours to work?
0: I did. I used it twice and it was amazing. And I want one now and cool. we're going to buy a new house soon. And I want one in my house. Okay. So this is one of those things
1: that is absolutely ridiculous. You guys, I mean, it's amazing, but like you want one in your house. You're like, this is in no way. I think practical. it's like $8,000, yeah, but
0: right. I require
1: one now. Exactly. In my it's house. like I have, I, this is ridiculous and stupid and I shouldn't be buying this, but you know what? I kind of want it. It's it, Yeah, it's, a, a bunch of people use theirs and said it was amazing
0: that it like, steam their clothes perfectly and they were like beautiful it's like set it and forget it you just put it in there and you're like okay moderate steam set and then it beeps at you it does a little jig like in a little because it's a korean appliance so it does like a little musical sound and it's just wonderful and i love it but i will say this i bought something in france but i didn't really buy it in france um, so I went after Korea. I went to France to drive the new Lexus RZ, which you were driving this week in San yes, Diego. I am, and we stayed at Villa Lacoste, which is in the Provence area, Ooh. and it's very fancy schmancy. Yes. um actually, we kicked uh, we kicked out Bono and Brad oh. Pitt. I know, so I think Brad Pitt and I what? shared shared a room or something like that. I feel like that's <laughs> I can say that. I feel, um, yeah, go with that. I yeah. Mean. I'm gonna go with that because it makes me feel really good. Um, so, so yeah, kicked Brad Pitt out of my hotel room and I went and stayed there because of course I did. And they had the best hotel rooms I've ever had in my life. Really? And I Why tell did you, you, they like were what made them so They special? were like uh they're a microfiber-ish, but it doesn't feel like what like microfiber for your screen. I don't even know how to describe it other than the fact it kind of reminded me of that stretchy, like I'm gonna call it yarn, but some of yarn, the sweaters that were artificial like rayon or whatever back in like the nineties that like you pull apart and you could like, you could stretch them in every oh, direction and they retain I'm, their shape. Yeah. It, it kind of felt like that, but in a sophisticated way, not in like a nineties sheep, chintzy way. Um, but they were amazing. Like okay. I put it on and I was like, I, I was just like, this is, this is it. Like, this is it. I loved it. So long story short, when my husband and I were first together, yes, moved in together, I threw away his bathrobe and this has been I 14 mean- years of hanging over my head because I did not understand the I don't use a bathrobe except when I'm in a hotel room and and he has I'm not going to say every day but it's been fairly regularly in the last 14 years he reminds me that I threw away his bathrobe and as far as I know it was his his biggest most essential prized possession before he met me not that I'm his possession but you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so I I I have done something that's coming tomorrow. So he is going to listen to this, you know, later in the week. So I've already had it already, but I bought the bathrobe. I ordered it online. Did you really? From the manufacturer, not through the website of the, of the resort. Cause I didn't want to pay twice as much for it. Um, it's called Plo, P-L-O-H. And it was expensive. I mean, it was expensive. It was $179. But I was like, you know what? Like for the 14, 14- first of all, to shut them up for after 14 years. Um, but also like it is the silky it felt like you were just like in like bathrobe cream heaven like it was just it was just like amazing and it was like so every day i talked to was like oh this is the most amazing bathrobe and it truly is it is out of all the bathrobes it is the most amazing and what's cool is it's it's lightweight so i felt like because i live in georgia and you need a bathrobe yeah. that like is all for all seasons and Wait. i feel like he wouldn't be okay with it and like if it's in the summer
1: I just pulled it up on, because now I got to look at this robe. So I'm looking up below and it says, surprisingly light, yet oh, so plush. And then the, the person who put their little you know recommendation, her name is Constance. Constance says, <laughs> so soft it feels
0: like you're being hugged by a cloud it does it, it does like i it believe the hype this thing is worth 179 dollars, and so i purchased it as as a splurge to say thank you for putting up with all my travel for the last i don't know five years so i i have bought i'm really excited to see what he thinks of it um but it came i, I guess i ordered it domestically because there were options because i think it was supposed to come from Singapore or something if it wasn't. I don't know. I ordered one. I'm very excited. I'm hoping that it's a... I'm sorry, 14 years ago, I threw out your crappy Hunter Green terry cloth, rundown bathrobe. And I bought you this expensive one. So please shut up about it. I love you. But he won't shut up about it.
1: I mean, I've been married for a very long time and there are things that I've managed to do. It's like, seriously, dude, we were 22 when I did that. (laughs) (laughs) There are things that will never be forgotten. I'm sure I hold things over his head too, but I I feel like the robe is a big deal for Phil. And I don't think Phil is, I think he's going to honey, this new robe is awesome, but you know what else was also awesome? The one you threw away all those years ago. That's how it's
0: going to go. I mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm it gonna is. have a little faith. I'm okay. gonna okay. have little faith. Okay, we'll find out. We can circle back on my and marital status in the next <laughs> episode. <laughs> but no, it was it was the best robe I have ever put on in my life, and I was kind of sad that I only experienced it right as I was about to get dressed, like the second day. I was like, I could have been in this for the last 24 hours <laughs> if only there I'd were be paying attention. <laughs> right, like that's 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 why I've never been so quick to spend 179 in my life, um, unless it would be on that steamer. Um, I was very excited about it, so I'm very excited it's coming this week. And so like, I feel like six days shipping for a bathrobe doesn't feel bad. No, especially if it was coming from very far, far away. That's not bad. That's fine. I thought that was good. So FedEx shipping. So we'll see what happens. But I I have high hopes. So, um, So, yeah, so that rounds out this segment, talking about our very personal lives and packing essentials. (laughs) (laughs) we come back, we will talk about cars, cars, cars. Uh, We'll talk about EVs. We'll talk about the opposite of an EV. And I will ask Nicole five questions I have yet to come up with. Okay, I'm ready when they get here. All right.
1: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. at bite.com. That's dot com. Start your confidence journey today with bite.
0: All right, we are back from our break. Uh, we were discussing our packing essentials and bathrobes and all those things. And, and, Nicole and I often will use bathrobes to stay warm in hotel rooms. Yes. It's like that auxiliary blanket that you don't know you're supposed to have. It is. And it is wonderful. Um, but it's been cold. You've had snow. Like I, okay. I, I've I've had 70 degrees. You've had snow this week. So the
1: funny thing was, you know, I live in New Hampshire and we have winter. It's New England. We get snow. But this has been a very mild year. So we haven't had a lot of snow. We've got a very mild winter. A couple of days where it got freezing cold and that was it. And then all of a sudden last week, it was as if winter was like, oh, wait, it's almost March. Hold up. Let me bring you some winter. And we've had snow and cold and sleet and freezing rain. And then it go like literally for about five days in a row. It was like a little bit of snow, a lot of bit of snow, a little bit of snow, a lot of bit of snow. And during that time, what I was driving, unsurprisingly, because I've had a lot of EVs, was the Ford F-150 Lightning.
0: <coughs> Excuse we me. talked about this a little bit last week, that we're both big fans of the Lightning. Right. And I really
1: like the Lightning. and But this is a the first time I've had it is alone. We've driven it a lot. I just haven't had it in my driveway. So it's kind of excited to just have a week to play with this. And now I have, in fact, they just, it just disappeared from my driveway and another EV has shown up in its place, but I had the lightning for a week. Here's the funny thing. So I share a lot of stuff on social media, like on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. I do little videos of the stuff that, that intrigues me about a car, right? Not like super technical stuff, just like this fun, this is cool, whatever. I have never, in all the things I have shared ever, seen so many misconceptions. The entire planet thinks that if you have an EV in the winter, it won't charge. Wait, what? Literally. Not like you're going to lose range, which you do in the cold. Like I find anywhere, depending on how cold it is, I always say about twenty percent ish.
0: If it's really, really cold, is the well. Worst. And you're also running like the heat on high right. and and it's, the seat heaters and all that, right? Yeah. Because
1: if you if you're running the heat, you're you're you know because it's fifteen degrees out, you're running the heat, you're using more, you're you're using that battery. So in the cold, you do lose range. It's it's like not a surprise; it's a known fact, right? And I literally, I think the worst I've ever seen it is about twenty percent I felt like it was off from what it would have been, but it was cold. It was like cold and windy and I had heat going nonstop. Anyway, the biggest comment was, well, yeah, you can't charge that in the cold. People break down in the cold. You can't charge it in the cold. How are you driving that in the cold? Because there's snow all over the truck in the pictures I shared. I'm like, you guys, you can you what do you think people just don't drive their EVs when the temperature drops? And people, I like a couple of people asked with a very genuine like, well can't you not really charge that in the cold? And I was like, no, you can. As opposed to the people who are like, woman, you can't charge that. Like, um, Actually, I'm like, shut up. Go go enjoy. Get a blanket down there in your mother's basement. It's not you I'm talking to. It's the people who are genuinely confused and think that you can't charge it or that once you do, oh, you're only going to get like 10 or 15 miles of range, maybe 60 miles
0: of range. I don't know where this horrible misconception came from. So you're talking about people are, is it, it's not that they're scared. Like if, like, I remember back when EVs started to become a thing people like, you can't charge in the rain, like, right. Because electricity and water, like, okay, that's not a thing we've charged in the rain. Right. Um, is it like that, like a fear of personal injury or is it just a fear of like, or like, it's just a, you can't do it. Yeah,
1: it's a, you can't do it. And it's like, and even if you do charge it, you're going to get like no range at all. Like, you know, your, your battery, you might have a 250 mile range typically on that car, but you're only going to be driving like, you know, 10 or 15 miles and then it won't charge right. Cause it's in the cold. I'm like, no, you, you get a little bit less range. And it doesn't charge as quickly or as efficiently as it does when everything is perfect ambient temperature. All things are happy. But you can absolutely drive. I was, I was shocked because I think because it's the, the lightning, lots of people are really interested in the lightning. Lots of people are Ford F-150 fans, right? Like there's fanboys out there for different things. Truck guys. They're fanboys, and I'm not picking on them. They're just, they love their drugs. Like, they love them. So people are like, you can't even drive that. It has no range. You can't drive it. You can't charge it. They break down everywhere. And it was funny to even see other commenters saying, like, what makes you think you can't drive this in the cold? Well, you see videos of them broken down. It's like, that has nothing to do with the cold. If you saw an EV on the side of the road because it broke down, it wasn't just because the temperature dropped or it was out of juice. It wasn't just because the temperature dropped and suddenly, like, it went, I'm done, not working. It's 15. Forget it. I'm out. Like, they worked just fine. It was the weirdest thing, Eileen.
0: And it wasn't like I'm one feeling- or two people, it was lots of people. I'm feeling very Ch- Jerry Seinfeld about that. Yeah. I'm feeling like, who are these people? Yeah. Like, like, what? uh Like, stop watching YouTube. I know. Just stop. We've got friends who make their living on YouTube. There's some really good ones. like TFL truck will tell you everything you really need to know practicality wise about owning a truck, owning an EV truck. They're great. They're a great authoritative research area. Use them. But like, don't you guys. I I think the random people, like like, uh, if you're taking all of your information about electric
1: vehicles from like. Billy Bob who's ran out of juice in his EV on the side of the road and is going to tell you why he ran out of juice. I'm like you ran out of juice because same way you'd run out of gas. You didn't charge up. You didn't fuel up. You can run out of gas. Like, shocker. You can run out of gas too if you don't stop at a gas station. If you don't realize you only have like 2 miles of ga- two gallons of gas or 2 miles of range left on your gas vehicle and you decide to drive out in the middle of nowhere, guess what? Stopped on the side of the road without gas. If you do the same thing in your EV, guess what? Stopped in the middle of nowhere on the side of the road without gas without without charge. It but it was this very visceral like like one guy's like, Yeah, show me that thing starting. And I'm like, Are you serious? And guys are like, He's like, Yeah, they won't start in the cold. I'm like, What? What? Like, what? Like, and it wasn't as if it was one guy on one platform. Like I said, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, different platforms, different people, different videos, and they all uniformly think. That EV is like, you can't drive them
0: at all in the cold. They're useless. I'm The word I would use for my face right now is befuddled. I was befuddled Like too. I am, I'm just, I don't understand. Like who, who's telling these people this? And like, I don't know. I mean like, have you ever taken your iPad? Okay. Here's what, here's the way I think about it. Like if I s- put my iPad in the car overnight and it was cold outside, and I want you to go turn it on, it'd be a little slow going, yes. right? I've lost some charge. Yes. Its graphics might be a little a little wonky for a little bit, it's but like, it warms like, up yeah. and it gets going yeah. and it's good, right? Exactly. And I've lost some juice because it's cold, yeah. but it's okay. Now, if I'm running it with the screen bright and I'm running it with five different apps going on at the same time that all require Wi-Fi and blah, 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 it's going to drain a little bit faster, right? Yeah. In the cold, it's got to work hard to stay going. It's going to drain a little bit faster, okay, your truck's the same. Yes. And like, no, I, I he, just, he, like, I just, I don't understand. Like, don't, I, it's a, like, it's like, it's your truck is an electronic device at this point. They That's all what that is. Like, think, it's just like a stereo system.
1: They all seem to think that it's literally going to like, nope, you're just going to run out. And I'm like, do you understand that it's not like, it, and it was like, so for anyone listening who hasn't had an EV and is wondering how it works, it's just, you know, you just manage the charge on an EV the same way you manage your fuel tank, on your gas car, you pay attention to how much gas is in your car, and you know where you're driving, and you make sure that you go and stop at a gas station if your gas is low. You pay attention to the range on your car if you know your range is getting low and you're not going to get, then stop and get it charged. Like, it's it was such a weird... It was such a weird situation. Like I'd never had that strong a response of people saying, and I, you know, I may not have done as much video with snow. Like it was actively snowing. Some of the videos are snow falling. There's snow on the ground. There's snow in the bed. So people know it's cold. And I'm thinking, do you think I just left this in my driveway the whole week? Do you think I drove this nowhere? Like I, I took it out. I drove it. I did things. And it was totally fine even in the cold snowy days but there's this genuine misconception that like yeah the only thing that that was the that was a that was an accurate thing and actually a couple of guys say to tfl car was that when you start towing it does really impact your range like when you start towing right. in vehicles which is nobody denies that and i was like you're absolutely right when you start towing it impacts your range so if you're towing a lot in a truck that's an EV, you need to do some math and calculations and considering how often you tow, how far you tow, where charging stations are. 110%. And a couple of guys commented about um, the difficulty of charging it when you don't have pull-throughs. Because if you have a trailer, you can't like, you know, this back-in, back-out business is not going to work with a trailer, which when I talked to Electrify America, they had said, we're actually, we heard you. We're putting more of them in now where you can pull through. So if you've got a trailer, you don't have to be backing up. So they actually, you know, it was one of those like, whoops, that wasn't, we didn't quite think about that. That wasn't something we really considered. We're going to change it going forward, which it's still new-ish tech. So everyone's still learning. But yeah, the idea that when it's cold, it won't charge. It literally, the range is going to be so low that you can't function with it. What's this really common and and really strong belief? And there were people on there that were F-150 Lightning owners saying, dude, that's not how this works. I was like, yeah, it is (laughs) like, no, literally I own one. I drive one. That's not how this works, but they're sort of said, no, but you know, this could happen. That could happen. And guys are like, but it doesn't. People really seem to think that cold weather. So that's what automakers need to do. You need to disabuse everyone of the notion that when it gets cold, suddenly you can't really charge it. You can't get any kind of range to it. It's not going to work well. You're going to run out of range and be stuck on the side of the road just because it's cold.
0: So while you were talking I pulled up some statistics from um a Norwegian publication Norway has winter I don't know if you've heard Norway, a Norwegian I heard they publication have a little winter. called called Motor. Okay. And so every 6 months they run this test where they run electric vehicles and they do it in the winter and the summer yeah. uh, um up the same route and they they look at their what their what their estimated ranges on the European standards which are the WLTP standards um as opposed to like our EPA standards same um, idea, and they look at their range Yeah. Yeah, and different criteria. And they look at what the range achieved was. And so they want to know what the deviation is. So with the vehicles that they used for this one, they had vehicles from Teslas, Mercedes, BMW, uh, Nissan, Volkswagen, some other things we don't have in America. Um, but they, they did this in the winter. And so this is, the, this is the winter testing. And I will say this, the Tesla performed the best. Tesla yeah. Model S standard had 16% less range okay. in the freezing cold weather. Um the worst performing that they sell in America was the Nissan Aria. Okay. that lost twenty four point nine five percent. okay. That's it, folks. That's, that's it. the high and low of the spectrum. like there's there's I guess oh I take it back. there's BMW i seven lost twenty eight percent. but that's also a very heavy, very right. um, large car but
1: for that spread uh, from sixteen to twenty eight, I said around 20. Probably what you're going to experience in most TVs, in most conditions, you know, that's Norway for crying out loud. I'm imagining it was was really cold.
0: Yeah. And this is it it was very cold. It's mixed conditions. It's on a route that has it goes from city to city, but it's it's the same route. I'm trying to think of what they have here. Um, Cars are driven at the speed limit until their charge is depleted with no driver support systems such as cruise control permitted. So that is one thing that can help with range. Um, But that's just one of those things. Um, but I've, re- I've read things before where it says um, you know, there were no Hyundai vehicles on this, Hyundai Motor Group vehicles. But I, for a while, the Hyundai Motor Group vehicles were actually performing the best. Yeah. in cold weather conditions. So there's that, like people do test these things. So you can go online and you can look, and even if you don't understand the difference between EPA and WLTP, you do know the difference between 16% loss and 28% loss. Right. So you can see that. And and that's just a thing. So don't believe everything you read online. No, folks, don't believe online. everything
1: you read online.
0: I felt like that was my mission today to say like, you know,
1: cold weather. Yep, It does eat into your range. Totally doesn't mean that you can't drive your EV anymore. hundred percent can still live with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm for that. All right. So we're gonna take a break now. We're gonna get back. We're gonna talk about the opposite of an EV, which is this crusty, wonderful vehicle that I drove a few weeks ago that we teased before. (laughs) And then I will ask you five questions. I have four of them done already. So I've got to come up with one more, but we'll be right back. (laughs) All right, we are back from our break. Last time we talked about the Ford F-150 Lightning, a very efficient, clean vehicle. And now we're going to talk about a different Ford product, the Ford Bronco DR, the Desert Racer which is the exact freaking opposite of a Ford F-150 Lightning. It is the antithesis (laughs) of the Ford F-150 Lightning. (laughs) It is amazing. Okay, so I got to go out to King of the Hammers and drive it in the desert and I drove it from um, what I will call a homestead, a desert homestead, out into a lake bed and over rocks and and just through the desert and over whoops and all the things you want to do to punish a car they were like do it and do it as fast as your co-driver will let you and my co-driver was an amazing man his name's kurt uh ludette ledue it's one of the two and i don't exactly know he says it but anyway you can look him up kurt l L and then a capital D. Um, He's a good friend of our friend, Sue Mead, who is a, who's a proficient off-road racer. He's raced in Dakar. He has raced, you know, in Baja. He's raced all these different things. And they put him alongside and he strapped in. and he said, well, let's see what you can do. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, you are. So <laughs> we got in the Bronco DR. Now what it is, is it's got, uh, the base of it is basically a Ford Bronco Raptor. And the body of it is a Ford Bronco. They get it Multimatic, which is a company based in, the Toronto area uh, gets it from the factory as a body in white, what they call it, and then they change out the parts. So they get they put different um, suspension parts in, and, d- and different calibers in, and different wheels on it. And you know, it's got a roll cage on it. It's got a wheel on the back, and it's it's just. It is bare bones, but very much not. It's very much mechanically an absolute machine. Mm -hmm. And so it's got no windows in it. So that's one. Number two, its seat is basically a hard plastic seat. It's got a five-point harness. And you need to wear helmets. So I wore this beautiful blue jumpsuit that... Let's just say they're not made for women's bodies. Yeah. So, so my shoulders are like a large, my chest is like a two X and my waist was a medium. And this did this. I had to go with the two X because it was enormous. Um, and it was, it was like wearing a giant bag except at the chest <laughs> where it fit. So, I mean, it was like a whole thing, but anyway, strapped on that, put on a helmet, climbed in because the doors don't open um and spent what ended up being about two and a half three hours just wow. absolutely out there crushing the desert um kurt never told me to slow down kurt never told me that nice. i was doing something wrong which is great yeah um, if anything he kept saying push harder push faster you can do this uh, it was so encouraging and the vehicle can just freaking handle things so it's 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 a racing car, right? So it is a Baja racing car. When you go to Baja, you're going to race on hard. You're going to race on soft. You're going to go through dunes. You're going to go on lake beds. And you're going to absolutely punish the vehicle and yourself. Like, your body comes out feeling like you have just been run through. And you are. By the time you've done 1,000 miles, or I think the next race is like 1,200 miles. Wow. Um, When you've done that, and it's day after day after day. Like, you really feel like it. So it's a 62. It says race weight of 6,200 pounds. So just, that's more, that's like as much as a Rolls Royce Cullinan to give you an idea of how much the vehicle weighs. Like it's It's still, it's it's a heavy vehicle. So we went and we just went and, when you're going over the whoops like you know this nicole from having been in the desert there's Mm -hmm. a certain cadence you get like you have to go fast enough to hit the cadence so you're on top of the whoops because if you fall in then you damage the vehicle because you're going two three feet down so there were times we're going 45 50 60 miles an hour over these whoops and then he'd be like ah pierce up where we're gonna take a left and i'd be like oh okay and you take a (laughs) left so this had (laughs) so it had mechanical braking which you know it's a race car truck so it's going to so like you really have to stand on it to get stopped. and you don't really want to stop you kind of want to drift mm-hmm. and um it did have power steering thank god um and it had the you know, traditional bronco shifter in it so mm-hmm. it wasn't the sasquatch or it didn't have a sasquatch package it wasn't a manual it you could paddle shift a little bit but you I, you could use the regular shifter and so i didn't paddle shift i was more concentrating on making sure i didn't flip this thing or do damage <laughs> to, to this legend baja racer next Good to me call. Kurt. Yeah, and um, so we went, the first thing we did is we took it and kind of got familiar with it, which was great. Like, just racing on just hard, hard desert, and you don't know what's coming. You know, you're looking, you know, 200, 300 yards, and you're not looking right up. And if also, if you look right up, you get caught in one to slow down for the whoops. And you're, it's just like, no, it can handle it. It can handle it. It can punish it. So you just keep going through that. Went on the lake bed, got it up well over 100 miles an hour, um, which I will say this. With the setting sun and no windscreen, it's a little chilly. At a hundred miles an hour. So, so a hundred plus. So it did that right racing there went around and we came back and Mike from Ford, lovely gentleman was like, let's go take some photos. Let's go rock climbing. And once you've done like the speed part of it, you're like, okay, that's actually really cool. Yeah. So we want to do, and not just rock climbing, you're talking about boulder climbing, narrow spacers, n- narrow spacers, narrow spaces. Um, you're going down through like, what ends up being like canyon-like little spots. You're trying mm-hmm. to pick and choose your way around. We had a crew behind us, but we, we didn't have anybody in front of us. And so when you have to remember, when you're in a car, like say you're in your Nissan Murano and you're driving through your neighborhood and you want to turn the corner, you could just look and go, oh, there's the tight corner, I see where it is. When you're in a five-point harness, and you're in a, a race truck and there's really, I mean, there's side view mirrors, but let's be honest. There's not really side view yeah, mirrors. Not really. You can't just go, Oh, let's peek over there. You're like, well, we're going to hit it and see what we do to it. Like you're just, you're, <laughs> you know, you're, you're just going on things. And so, you know, there are, t- you I tried in every which way to get it stuck. Um, we made that differential and the, the locking system really work hard for its money, but we had so much fun and it is immensely capable. Like it's, it's, you and i went out when the bronco raptor launched we went out Mm -hmm. to johnson valley which is where i was doing this and we did some pretty impressive rock climbing we did but it was slow speed right Right. it was very it was crawling we were not flying over the rocks it was crawling yeah yeah and so this this was similar but it was at a higher rate of speed i won't say we were crawling but we weren't taking it easy on the vehicle by any stretch. Yeah. And also in that environment we were we we're doing the rock climbing it was like a bunch of rocks all at once. This is like a giant set of rocks and an obstacle but between them is deep sand. You've got like mm-hmm. that dune like sand where you could just sink into it. So you've also got to keep up your rhythm. Now, you and I also were out, oh God, when the Ford Bronco Sport launched, I want to say, we were out in Holly Oaks Off-Road Park up in Holly, Michigan. Yeah. And there was a, we. they have a rock mode and we were exercising the rock mode. And there was a gentleman who did not understand that I would like to keep my momentum going over the rocks. Oh he thought it'd gosh. be great to continually stop me as my spotter. Oh, and I, so I feared for his life. Yes, because, because exactly, you want to keep your momentum going. Because when you stop, that's when you fall back. That's right. when you can get into a crevice. That's it's harder to get going again. You can get some slippage, Um, but this, while all those things are true, this thing just wants to keep going. And the harder you push it, the happier it is. And it's just like it's so cool to be in a vehicle that basically you're not. It's not that you don't care about safety. But you're like, no, let's absolutely beat this to holy hell and see if it comes back. And not only does it come back, it says, yes, please, sir, can I have another? <laughs> like, it's it's just, it's amazing. And I will just say, I spent that time in it and it was the most fun I think I've ever had behind the wheel. And not that I want to go be a Baja racer by any stretch, but I just had so much fun. And I just, I can't even describe it. Like, it, there's nothing else that compares. Like, you can, you can go, maybe if you're like in a Polaris and you're going, you know, out in the desert at a clip like you can kind of get that idea but it's just not the same there's there's really no other experience i've ever had like this and i think that you know desert racing that's kind of the only way you can get that experience uh-huh but i will say this it comes at a price and how, what would that price be perchance so okay so ford bronco starts around 40 ish somewhere mm-hmm. around 40 ish mm-hmm. okay ford bronco raptor somewhere around 75 85 ish i want to say higher than that okay okay yeah. Rolls Royce Phantom okay. starts around $325,000. Rolls Royce Dawn, right around there. Oh my God, that that's, even, or not Dawn. that that's even in the list is terrifying. Okay. Go ahead. This starts at the price of a Rolls Royce Phantom. <gasps> Good gravy. So you bought and two. I w- yeah, I bought two right on the spot. Um, they're only making fifty, so keep that in mind. There is a scarcity number. Have they involved sold with them that. all? Like, have they? Yes, have they they're all, it's, so they Yeah, it's been sold out forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so we'll say this. So they are only making fifty of them, but they are also like people are. So they're like, okay, this is the one you can get. And people are like, oh, I'm going to customize that. I'm going to add sport, blah blah blah, and sport, blah blah blah, because I have the money, blah, blah blah. And I asked, I said, you know, is this is this in line with like what you're going to pay for like a Phantom? Or you're going to pay for this, and they were like, it starts at like two ninety five. But they were like, hmm. So you can have this, or Rolls Royce Phantom, or if you're a lucky son of a gun, you can have both oh. in your garage. Which I, like I don't both. even know if this is road legal. Like I can't imagine it is because it doesn't have a windscreen, but, <laughs> and you can, can put one on. No, can but, you, like, but no, can you, you can, can't you drive? Can you drive a Jeep, a, a Wrangler with the screen dropped? There's regulations against windscreens. I know that there are. I don't know what they are. Because there's mm-hmm. uh let's say there's a lotus that doesn't have a screen that in America they were like it's not road legal. Like I don't know what the parameters uh, are. gotcha. Um and I'm sure the Department of Transportation's website it makes it very easy to find out what those parameters are in America. Yeah. Having looked up regulations before. Um, but anyway, so that's what it was. It was the most amazing experience. King of the Hammers is just a sight to behold. Like in and of itself, it's a whole thing. It's the largest off-road race in the world, I want to say, in terms of spectators and, and encampment. It's just amazing. And I, it was such an honor to be out there and to experience the culture of King of the Hammers. But man, the Bronco DR is just so freaking cool like it's just so cool and i know that you and i had fun last year on the bronco everglades launch that was one of our favorite events ever oh Um, but this is just the total opposite direction and it's just like everything i liked about bronco raptor but like on steroids and with like like almost out i felt almost like an outlaw like i was just like oh no i can do all this and i can run and i can go at speed and (laughs) it's just it was just so much fun and like I just and the the crew that was there from Multimatic shout out to them they put up with me all day long asking inane questions and trying to like not be a reporter but just be inquisitive about it Mm -hmm. and they also like we got done and we were all laughing and we were all having a blast and you can tell they love their job and they're just total professionals and um, it was just so much freaking fun. Every time I talk about it, I smile. And like, I think back and I'm just smiling. And can I just say I was so dirty and gross at the end of it? And I've never (laughs) been happier to be that dirty and gross. I was like, I need to go like rinse thyself. Um,
1: Anytime you're in the dirt and you don't have a like a windshield or it's open, it's and you're really racing, you're like, oh,
0: I got kind of dirty. Then you take off your clothes. Like, oh my God. Like it's in every bit of clothing that you have. (laughs) So I had one space that was between where the helmet ended and where the neck on the, the fire suit started. It was just like this one band and I looked and it looked like I was wearing some sort of a weird flesh, dark flesh color. <laughs> but like, cause I was the only part of me besides my hands that didn't have anything on them. And yep. I just wore like, I, I i will say I wore like just hiking boots. I didn't wear professional driving shoes. I did not wear professional driving gloves. Like the vehicle's easy to manage as long as you know your own personal limitations. Like that feels like more than the vehicle itself. That felt like kind of the, the thing, but I'm, man, I floored it. I had a good time. We're drifting around the deserts. not a bad thing. That sounds Yay. like fun. For, for, it was so, know, so much fun. $295,000. Sure. Starting. 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 Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say they're probably around 400,000 is what most of them are going for. <sighs> I mean, based on what I know, but yeah. four did not say, and they would not say, um, out of respect for their clients and Multimatic also the same. So I kudos to them because I mean, pricing is always saying, oh, we could brag. Oh, we're selling these for $400,000 piece. They weren't doing that. They were being yeah. actually very cagey about it when I asked. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a specialty machine and it is so cool. And honestly, what they're doing there is probably informing the next generation Bronco and the next generation Bronco Raptor. Yeah. And, Hell yeah. Like, let's go. Like, I'm ready for it. Like, I'm nice. ready <laughs> like, right now. Let's go.
1: <laughs> let's bring it right now. Just introduce it, guys. Let's go.
0: Yeah, let's go. So that's all about Bronco DR. Um, when we come back from break, I will ask Nicole five questions. I, like I said, I have four. I need to think of the fifth one. And we'll be right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe All right, we are back with our last segment of Fast Women. This is Scorecard. I am asking the questions to Nicole this week. <gasps> okay, I'm ready. I say, Nicole, I need you. The first thing is going to require a Google. Are you ready? Oh,
1: it's going to require a Google. Wait, let me get ready to Google. I'm, I'm ready. Okay,
0: I'm ready to okay. Google. All right, I need you to pull up yes. the Sierra EV. The what? And the Sierra, GMC Sierra EV, the new one. Okay. And the Silverado EV. Okay, doing that. Okay, so my question is, yes. having just had the Ford F150 Lightning. Yes. Which of these three designs do you prefer? That you feel like this is the truck that the like best rep- like here uh, spoiler. I look at the F150 Lightning and I think this is an F-Series truck, it just happens to be electric. Mm-hmm. Now the Silverado is very different. The Silverado is much more of like a, a leaning into its sporty flavor and it doesn't Which of these three designs do you prefer?
1: I kind of think the GMC does the best job of looking like just an electrified GMC. I like how the Sierra looks. I like the Sierra.
0: I like the Sierra a lot too. I think that's my favorite.
1: I think I like the Sierra the best because I'm watching, it zooming across my screen right now. Um, I like the Sierra. The lightning signature is just really good. It it adds that I'm an electric vehicle, but I'm also still a fancy truck. Um, And then I would say lightning and then I would say Silverado. Sorry, Chevy.
0: What? Why? What is it about the Silverado that you don't like?
1: I, I'm looking at it. I'm trying to see what I don't. Something about the front end of it. It's the front. See, because the front to me is what says EV, and that's the sort of signature of the truck, right? Tailgates or tailgates. But I. And does it have like little buttresses on the side? Yeah, like it's got. Old, it's got
0: like yes. the old ridge line, right? Well, yeah, like like the ridge line and like the um. I like the I, uh, yeah. It works for me avalanche. On, on, on the avalanche, but this is not a tiny
1: truck. This is a Silverado. I don't, I don't know. I think it's something about the front of it just is
0: too pinched. It's so squinched. You see my Have hand motions. Yeah, I see. I see your squinch. I'm going to say this, Nicole. You've seen Finding Nemo, right? Yes. Okay. You know Bruce the shark. Yes. And like he smiles and like it pulls back his face. Oh my That's God. what the front of this, the Silverado reminds <laughs> me of is Bruce oh from Finding Nemo.
1: So now I'm going to think of Finding Nemo for two different vehicles. One, Bruce the Shark for this. And I never say Ford Escape. In my head, it's the Ford Escape. Also because right. of Finding Nemo.
0: Dang that right. movie. <laughs> but like, and I don't mean that in a fly. Like Bruce was a far, like Bruce was a broody shark. But like there's just something so it's like, ooh. passive. It's like that. Yeah. It's like weird.
1: I'm, I'm gonna back. hold on. Let
0: me screenshot what you're no, doing. Your no, right do, I am <laughs> not doing <laughs> that. Put that as my background.
1: It's like this weird pulled back thing. It's it's not that it, it, I don't like it as much. I love how the I love how the lightning looks. I really like how the Sierra looks. I I really like the Sierra, and I just the maybe the Silverado. I don't know the Silverado. Just it's actually not as weirdly not as distinctive as the others. In terms of being an EV, so it's like blending under the radar, the Silverado might blend better, but just don't, I don't like how that front end is squinchy looking.
0: I have another thing about the Silverado I don't like. Okay. What's that? It looks like it's prime for someone to paint flames on it. Mm. Yeah. Flames. Like, I'm like, I'm like, if like I'm ready. I'm ready for like cheap s- silver colored silver spray painted rims and flames on it. Like that to me, like that's, it's like, you're like, oh, that's a customer of theirs. And I yeah. feel like that truck looks like it's ready for it. It does have a good range. The Silverado EV offers 400 miles of all electric range and a full charge. That's pretty good. Well, you know how fast they're building the Hummer EV. So, you know, uh, we'll
1: see. We'll see what it looks like, like when it just, comes to just to comment on the range just to that. Was all yeah, that Hummer. was. Yeah. it will see what says. happens. Notice says. say It ultium. says. Yeah. Yay Ultium.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yay Ultium. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo. Okay. So getting away from that. Yes. Um. You you frequently have on numerous layers when we're recording. You've got a blanket behind you. I me usually too. recorded the blanket on my lap. Um, but it is warm here today, and it is cold where you are. So I have it to is. ask, what temperature is the best home heating temperature? Um, <laughs> and so you can answer for yourself and for your husband because you know that there are two different heats. Okay, I currently
1: have the heat in my house set to sixty-two because nobody is here. It's just me. Everybody has left because we're all going on adventures. So it is literally, I'm the only person in the house right now. So I just control it. So it's set for 62 um, because that's comfy. It's not super cold outside. And I'm good with that. So that's what I have it set to. And I'm, I would turn it up if it was colder outside. I might do like a 64, maybe a 66. It was really chilly and it felt like the cold was radiating through
0: the windows. We don't do 70s. That's madness. Now, just, I know somebody who keeps their house at seventy six, and I was like, first of all, are you oh a millionaire?" My, I was because saying, like, that would be <laughs>
1: so outrageously expensive.
0: <laughs> yes, but also like that just seems wrong. Yeah, we keep ours at sixty four. It is. I had the windows open earlier, so it's sixty six right now. Yeah. but um, yeah, sixty four, and then turn it down at night. Yes, because like you turn get it too down hot. to sixty two because if at the, night if and like it, an hour before bedtime, so yes, it's time to regulate cool things down and be comfy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now what temperature do you keep your car at? Because I know you do not keep your car at
1: 62. I've met you. Nine bazillion degrees. As high as everything will go. And I don't know why there's a difference there. But like I sit down in the car and I turn on the heated seats full and I turn on the heated steering wheel full and I turn on the heat full. You should know when it's really cold and I'm the only one in the car I even turn the heated seat on the passenger side because in my head it's going to radiate a little extra
0: heat and make the car warm up a little faster. A little like radiant warmer back there. You are an aggressive warm warmer up and cooler down when it comes to the car like you're like yeah. not just like set it at 68 and forget it you're like get in the car max 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 you're like thumping all the buttons oh my I god do. my dog just sat up like what is going on like max max you, you hit all the buttons and then i'm I like do. okay if it's too hot we've scared scared the crap out of the evs or the hvac system can we please just regulate <laughs> well then yes because i want, it's too cold i want immediately
1: to immediately be on so all the heat on They do do the same thing except i don't use the ventilated seats i'm not a ventilated seat fan
0: I don't care there's something so here's the thing I I like them to my husband really likes them I to an not. extent I don't mind them but then also so there's there's on some vehicles I'm too short and I'm five six so I'm not like a shorty shorty but yes. like they, they they come up too high so then I get like whistling in my ears which is disturbing they're very um, loud if you're they're, they're all they a little be. bit loud like you hear this like heated seats you don't know where they're on
1: except your, your tush gets warm ventilated you're like either there's a motor somewhere in this
0: car or i've accidentally turned on my ventilated seats i also don't care for and this is a, this is a very personal issue but yes. if you if you tend to have sweated throughout the day so in the summer and then you turn on your seats to blow what ends up being moist slightly cool air into your lower half mm. it's it's a soggy strange feeling it's not it's not great it's not no. great no, and it always starts out because it, it, they, they keep the heat in the little holes. So, like, the surface stays cooler, but the heat's in the holes. And so then it blows a blast of heated hot air at you. And then it tries, and then you sweat for a second. And then it tries to cool it down with a, it always reminds me of mildew. I'm always like, and I, I know like I'm like not it. personally going to get mildewy, but I feel like it's blowing mildew in my tushy. And I don't want that. I
1: don't like it. I'm not a fan. I don't even, and I know people who live like in Texas and Florida and probably California are like, yeah, ventilated seats are the best. No. I could do cooled
0: seats like if we had a like I was thinking like I trot- that what's the engineering problem with having cooled seats you Why know do we do not do that we need to talk to the t- uh the Kia butt engineer the yes. butt cushion engineer, and find out about that as well. Why is that? The th- why do we not have
1: actual cool seats? I don't want ventilated seats. I just wanted to get cold, like a little freezer pack.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. If they could do like the photochromatic roof or whatever, where you just hit the button. Right. Like, why can we not have hit the button cooled seats? Actual cool. seats. These are seats. small, small, small things
1: I want out they of my They would life. improve my driving, my, my, my experience in the vehicle, if I could have the seats be cooled. And imagine you can make the steering wheel cool too, so you didn't burn your hands when it was like, Texas.
0: Yeah. Little things. That's honestly. what I want. Little things. what I want. Yep. Okay. So next question. What is the best on the road food? You're in the car. Diet Coke is not an option because I know that's going to be your go-to, but an actual food that you eat while you're in the car, what is the best Is this thing? like,
1: is this a road trip food? Like my road trip snack or just. Yeah. Yeah. My road trip snack. I always have beef jerky. I you
0: always do. have you beef, like jerky. beef jerky. I,
1: and I only ever eat it when I'm in a car, like on a road trip. If it's just like a regular drive, no. I have to be on a road trip, then I want beef jerky to go with my Diet Coke because I'm super healthy.
0: It's protein. There's, there's worse there, things in the world there, for you than beef jerky. Isn't there enough sodium in a piece
1: of beef jerky to like, there's a ton of Isn't that the thing? I think that's a bad thing in there. I think it's sodium.
0: I, know, I feel like you and I are now going to be shopping for low-sodium beef jerky when we stop at Target before we go for our next road trip. No, I want either the high test or don't bother. Like, I, I like Diet Coke because I like the flavor. Full salt. Uh, yeah, it's like either give me the
1: full salt, full everything beef jerky or just, like, forget it.
0: I'll, I'll, you know, eat a, like, a, I don't know, granola bar and be sad. Yeah, no, I will say the beef jerky is good. On our road trip in the EV6, we bought Milano's, We did. which was a good add-on. Those were good. That was Milano's a good. were tasty. Yep. Yeah, and they don't crumble. They stick together because they've got the chocolate in the middle. And that's, that's, a good, that's a good Pepperidge farm. You know what you're doing there with the road trip Yeah, those are good cookies. Except I feel like the only problem with the Milano's is because they do the
1: tears. There's like three tiers, each with their little doily-like thing that holds like Yes, that's not, you You get your cookies out, and then you're trying to get to tier two, but tier one is empty, and it's in the way, and you're trying to like squinch the wrapper to the side, and inevitably you end up dumping the wrapper at some point, and that's why the Kia EV6 that we drove to Florida had cookie crumbs
0: in the cup holders. I do feel like the, the packaging of the Milano is a problem. It's, it's an obstacle. I mean, it's I, almost like a cupcake cookie because they've got like little, little holder yeah, wrappers. Little wrappers. Yeah. I, the wrappers
1: become a problem when one is trying to eat them in the car, but I, I suffer through.
0: <laughs> With the things you're willing to do. I just suffer through. <laughs> I just find a way. Okay, so when you and I were on the road trip, we stopped once for fast food and we stopped once for like a pizza flatbread thing at mm-hmm. Chlotsky's. What is the best... Fat food, fat fat food. (laughs) They all are. (laughs) There's my Freudian slip. The fast food restaurant in a pinch. If you could have any fast food in a pinch, what would it be? And also, I'm going to caveat it with saying it has to be easy to eat in the car. Any fast food restaurant that I can go to? Any of them.
1: It doesn't matter if it's
0: regional. I can just plop it down
1: in whatever place I want it to be. Yeah. Fast food. I am a big fan of Culver's
0: oh yeah that's a good call out because you've that's got French cheese, fries, cheese curds or in the cheese
1: cars? curds mm. cheese curds you can eat because they're like you know they're they're let them cool for a second like you don't want to burn your yeah, mouth yeah, yeah, yeah and then you can just pop them out and eat cheese curds like cheese curds are good cheese curds are good eats i like the. T- i'm all like, for that right and i love culver's the, i know culver's is amazing it's, I think, the only thing my daughter's going to miss when she eventually moves out of Milwaukee after college. She's like, Culver's isn't everywhere, Mom. I'm like, I'm, I'm aware.
0: <laughs> I will say this. We have Culver's in Georgia. There's one, like, five minutes oh, from my house. So I and there's, two, there's, okay. there's, like, 10 within, like, a half hour of my house. So there they're expanding. None.
1: There are none in the Northeast that I'm aware of, and Culver's is so good as Culver's just really fast good. food. I like Culver's.
0: Yeah, they've got good burgers. I like their fish. They do good fish. They have like a cod, I believe, that's really good. They also have good chicken fingers. They have a buffalo chicken finger, ooh, which is not coated in a sauce. It's like the spiciness is in the coating, ooh, so fancy. like it's not sloppy, okay, which is nice. Um, but I enjoy I enjoy Culvers. I enjoy most of the food at Culvers. Culvers, um, except for the ice cream. I never eat the ice cream.
1: I don't. I don't really just get cheese curds and a burger
0: because I'm not there that so, often. So when I go, I want cheese curds and a burger. So the last two Valentine's days, I haven't been home. So you went to Culver's? As you, as, no, well, I did. Not this last year. <laughs> I was in Korea. The year before I had a hot date at Culver's um, before I drove. I'm going to say hot date. It was with our friend Chad. So, oh, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> not exactly a hot date. Um, we went, not that Chad's not lovely. Um, we went to um, Culver's and Troy, Michigan, Ooh. of all places and Fancy. then I drove to Sault Ste. Marie the next morning so yeah I I love Culver's though it's fantastic yeah, that um that would be my choice second would choice, choice would be Chick-fil-a Chick-fil-a is probably easier to find honestly
1: because they're kind of everywhere now I think
0: I do feel like they're they're kind of everywhere yeah
1: I mean it's, certainly where I live they're everywhere chicken sandwich can't in a good <laughs> chicken sandwich yum yum yeah you
0: can't oh and you shouldn't
1: so many good things. You can go to Chick-fil-A for lunch. It's kind of lunchtime-ish. I went really oh. junk food for lunch. Thanks, Eileen.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. When we get done with this, I have to go bake chocolate chip cookies because I promised that I would. And like, I have a half hour before my next meeting. And that feels like that's when that's going to happen. Um, all right. One last thing. Yes. So how'd you feel about the last NASCAR race, Nicole? I didn't even watch it. <laughs> no, I know you didn't. That's not my question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have no idea. There were cars. They raced. There was they drama, in circles. there was bumping fenders and people angry. And is that the one? Do they drink milk at the end of NASCAR? No. Which one? Isn't there one? That's milk? the Indy 500. Sorry. Okay. So there you go. That's races at
0: Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I was like, wait, which yes. one's the milk one? <laughs> You're adorable. <laughs> 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 I remember what I was going to ask you and I was going to ask you something I don't remember and now it's gone and okay, now it's, it's forever gone. gone. Okay, so, so it's we'll just done. maybe we'll just do four this week. So I asked you about the NASCAR race. That are you going to all right? Have you watched any of uh, F one races, or are you getting ready to watch F one races? I guess they're not on yet.
1: I, I you know I haven't seen as much F one, but like there's so much coverage of it. and It looks really cool. I'm excited. You need about to watch.
0: F1. You need to watch the Netflix show about F one to understand F one. I was actually talking to a friend of ours this morning about this. That it feels like it's like F one with all the attitude, but none of the actual racing, and like. <laughs> And for a while there, and it isn't so much true last year, although Max Verstappen did really well again. Um, it felt like the the results were preordained, and so like you're like, oh well, I already know who's going to win. So I like to actually find out all the BS behind the scenes. Behind it's like real. Scenes. It's like F1 mixed it, with Real Housewives. It does feel like but they're F- not like. It does feel like F1
1: has like a lot of drama. So what I see is when our colleagues are watching a lot of F1, and there's always like, well that guy didn't like that guy in that other race. He did this to him and now he's mad at him and now they aren't friends, but now they look like they're friends again. And now they're talking and they seem to be nice together. But in the paddock,
0: this happened. I'm like, this is like real housewives of F1. What is happening here? There's a lot of drama. Also, how have we not gotten a Real Housewives of F1 of all the franchises of Real Housewives around the world? Wow. How is there not a Real Housewives of F1 or like something like that? Because we've got Jerry Horner, Jerry of the Spice Girls. She is like, like we can start there because she was like my icon growing up because <laughs> she was just a badass Spice Girl. And I thought she was so cool. Maybe but then like- I don't know what's the, It's probably licensing to put F1.
1: How much would they have to pay to be able to say Real Housewives of, It could say Real racing? Housewives of Racing, and they could just be F one. That would be amazing. How come there hasn't been a Real Housewives of fill in the blank race? Because
0: I will, feel like there there should be. Like, I, there's I know there's a show like one of the one of the NASCAR guys. He and his wife have a show, and I haven't watched it, but like I, I've seen like clips of it. But like I feel like there has to be a Real Housewives of of racing. I feel like that's the next. That's I feel like the final there could be drama, or
1: do they not want to tarnish their reputations of the men who are racing well
0: They'd i think be, first of all there should be women racing i think jamie I has earned in, an opportunity to compete they're, they're, in, in was, f2 and f3 there
1: needs to be real housewives <laughs> there needs to be real housewives and one house man because there's a few people women
0: who race you know you need to get well and and partners let's be honest partners we're in a modern day and age real partners it can be, of racing we've came up we've sort that of that sounds like that sounds like <laughs> it's shell and
1: continental are going to be <laughs> sponsoring
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. So with that, we will leave you. Um, we're going to go. You're going to go off to San Diego this week. We're, you're going to drive a Lexus. I drove last week in France. Yeah. And I'm going to go to Detroit this week. And so we'll have some different cars to talk about. We will. And we'll compare notes next episode. I think the embargo will have lifted. I don't really know. We're going to try and make that happen. And uh, <laughs> not that I can change it. But um, and then after <laughs> that, what else? What else do we have to So you list all your things. So I go to Palm Springs next week then i am in san francisco with you although mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm actually with you or if we miss each other i think we might actually be
1: off- opposite on our times there but okay well
0: Whatever here or there, and then I go to Arizona where I will see you. Mm -hmm. Um, TBD on how many cars and and what dates I'm there, but that. And then you are going to go drive. Are you going to go to the Toyota event? Are you going to the Mazda event? Are you going to the Subaru event? Which of the twenty-seven events happening the last week of March are you going to be attending? Like for any of the automakers listening, guys
1: work this out there are so many events in march there's literally like eight events last yeah, week it, march. it is impossible to hit them all so i i'm not going to the subaru event that last week because they were the last one to the party and i couldn't ding, i couldn't risk vip to get there there was no way to do it so i will be at mazda and i will be at toyota i believe that week
0: I'm really interested to see what you think of the CX-90 with its new powertrains and its I'm new design and that, that horrible one. infotainment system continuing. I know. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the spinny
1: dial. I know. I know, Mazda. I know. Ergonomically, it's better. And keeping your eye on the road, it's
0: better. And uh, People say they get used to it. I'm not used to it. I'll try yet it's, again to it's get stupid. used to it. It's stupid. <laughs> um, and then, so I then I, while you're doing that, I will actually be in Portugal, which I've never been to Portugal. So it'll be a fun little Lovely. first time. Yes. Um, okay. So with that, we will sign off and we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.